Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, September 20th, 2017. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with actress Carla Jimenez. Carla is best known for such shows as Desperate Housewives, The Last Man Standing, and Raising Hope. She also starred in such movies like Nacho Libre, and she also did the voiceover of Senora Zapata in The Adventures of Puss in Boots. Now she can be seen on the hit Fox comedy The Mick, which begins its second season on Tuesday, September 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Please welcome my special guest, the very funny Carla Jimenez. Hi, Carla. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna you, say welcome, girl. but it's not my show. So there you go. <laughs> How are you? Thank you uh, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, um, it's so funny because. Um, you and and uh uh Caitlin Olsen, you're yeah. you know, if for anybody who haven't watched the show, you have to watch this show because you know, when I think of the Mick, I think of mm-hmm. such comedies like uh like I Love Lucy, uh Oh uh Three's Companies back in the day, uh Married with Children, for those who haven't been born around those time when they were very popular on T V it's the physical comedy, and I'm, yeah. you know, when it comes to those type of comedies, that's I think it's the funniest because there's more physical activity. The the dialogue mixed with the physical makes it extremely yeah. funny, and you guys and the cast. I mean, you I couldn't think of a better cast. I know that the show premiered in January early this year, and mm-hmm. I gotta tell you. That when they were showing the pilot uh, throughout on Fox, you know, they were promoting the show and they were showing the pilot. That scene when um, Caitlin Olsen falls down that banister of the stairs, yeah. it, it drunk, it, I was hooked. I said, this guy, this is going to be a good show. <laughs> what, was, what was it about the show for you, for yourself, that made you say, you know what, i got to be a part of this? What was it? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for saying that we would even be in the same game as I Love Lucy and all those shows. I mean, I loved uh, Three's Company growing up, and I loved, you know, of course, I was obsessed with I Love Lucy growing up. My my dad showed it to me. But um, I loved, well, I loved it from an actor standpoint. You're going to go on auditions, you know, when you're not really um, a series regular already on something and you're just kind of hustling and you're doing your job. You're you're going on these auditions, but this one in particular, it didn't strike me at first as anything out of the ordinary. It wasn't until I read the script, like I read the audition sides, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, what, um, they're having me drugged? Like, I've never seen a maid that's going to be drugged and, you know, <laughs> go to a rave. And I just thought it was the most amazing, funniest thing, and I thought I have to – 
I have to give this the best. I mean, I try to do my best everywhere, but, like, I really, really was just, I want to give it my all because I've never seen anything like this. And um, then I got to read the whole script, and I just thought, this is so funny. It's funny on paper. That's what's so amazing about it. Then when, when we get to actually film it, um, it even brings to life even more detail than I didn't even see in the paper, you know, mm-hmm. reading in the script. So that's that's what I love about this show is there's something really genuine about the fact that it translates from the script to what's actually filmed. Now, you you play Alba, you play uh, the housekeeper for the family, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot. there's been a lot of talk about Latina actresses playing the stereotype housekeeper or yeah. maid. What was it about your character, Alba, that makes her different from any kind of housekeeper that you see on television? Well, I think... I think for me this role is different because um, that role, that made, she, that's what she does. It's not who she is. And they quickly established that because basically I don't clean anymore. I'm just, I'm just Caitlin's, you know, like I'm Mickey's friend. And mm-hmm. I happen to live in the house. I'm help, helping to take care of these kids. But that kind of all went away. That, the, the fact that I'm a maid became secondary. Mm-hmm. And whereas in other TV shows, that's your that's your primary focus. When I walk in the room, they're going to tell you that's what I am, you mm-hmm. know. But in right. this in this case, it's the last thing you now know about me. If you watch the first season, yes, then you you know you learn about it. But then it becomes the last thing you know about this character. And now you're seeing all her quirks and how human she is and interacting with other characters, and that's what I love. They've made her job secondary um, to her her social life. Now, I know that uh, the end of the first season, the season finale, was a big one because, uh, as we know, um, <laughs> the mansion is on fire. Yep. <laughs> um, Mickey had gave a little Ben, who I think is so adorable, played by Jack Stanton, he she yep. gave him a, 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 a lighter, and the next thing you know, the the, the mansion is on fire. The parents come back, but they leave again, and then the father ends up breaking mm-hmm. into the house, and uh, the oldest son uh, he shoots the dad. <laughs> it's just so crazy. What are we? What can we expect without giving too oh, much? What are we expecting? Sure. More crazy for the second <laughs> season, or are we just in for a real big ride? No, this this family can't live normally. I'm just telling you right now. It's, it's going to be a lot more crazy. There's going to be. Uh, you know, we're going to deal with the house aftermath. We're going to deal somewhere down the line with the parents. Um, we're going to, you know, th- things will come back up so you, so things will be tied. But you can't expect that it will not. It will not be tame. This, mm-hmm. this show just understands that it needs to go crazy. <laughs> but that's what makes it so fun. That's what makes it really so fun. I know that one of my favorite episodes was when um, Mickey had went to the casino, 
and uh, yes. you were, your character was trying to prevent her from going. She had went, spent all her money, lost her money, and then here comes <laughs> cute little Ben on the bus, and you're trying to prevent her from not going back in there because he had the chips in the pocket yes. of the jacket. <laughs> yes, he found more money. <laughs> How do you yeah. when you when you do the read? I know it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to read the lines without cracking up sometimes because, like you said, the the writers who the the writers are very excellent. The the writing oh, is yeah. very well. I know it's yeah. hard to do the read sometimes without you know cracking up with some of their situation or scenarios. Oh yeah, when we we do a table read every week of a new episode. And we all, you know, the cast all sits down, and you'll have the producers and the directors and all the, you know, um, Fox executives, and they'll be watching. And um, we do, we we laugh. I mean, they they laugh, we laugh as a cast because this stuff, some stuff that is just so funny, you can't not laugh at it. Um, but we're also, you know, it's uh, on set too. When something is just too much, we we break. It happens. And so um, we had a we actually it happened happened about a, two weeks ago. It was like late at night. We were filming, and it just got to that point where you just something makes you laugh, and it was somebody's line, and we couldn't stop laughing. And just for a whole, <laughs> I think a minute or two minutes, it was it was somebody would look at somebody, we would just start laughing, laughing, couldn't stop. But um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things in this in the script that make us actors and cast laugh and the crew. <laughs> for those for those who are tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host Tammy Jones Gibbs. My special guest is Miss Carla Hernandez. You know her for <laughs> such roles as uh, the uh, uh, with Desperate Housewives, The Last Man Standing, Raising Hope. She's in a new Fox hit comedy. This this is their second season called The Mick. <laughs> if you love the show and you're a fan of Carla's work, please give us a call. Say hello. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. And uh, you'll be live on the air and, and get a chance to say hello to Carla. <laughs> You yeah, know what, Carla? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Carla, I want to go back uh, to the beginning yeah. of your career. You uh, had started out in the entertainment industry at a very young age. Matter of fact, you started out in musical theater, so that means you did some singing in your earlier career. I did. I actually grew up thinking I was just going to be a singer and possibly go to Broadway. Um, I, you know, I. I really didn't. It's so weird because I always liked play acting by myself, like just creating roles and things like that. But I didn't really think of it as a career. And then as I got older, um, I always sang. And as I got older and I got into junior high, high school, I was always singing. And I was always like doing Broadway like shows, like on, you know, at high, in high school. And mm-hmm. I just thought that's what I want to do. But it was because it's kind of weird. It's because I did a play, a musical. Um, it was called South Pacific, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. That's how I got an agent. And then from there, she just started booking me. My very first agent, her name was Mary Grady, and I started booking um, some like TV shows. And I just seemed to always find 
agents and managers when I was working in theater, which is so great. And um, and in L.A., is, you know, it's kind of rare because it's not a theater town, but mm-hmm. um, I was very fortunate. And so I stopped, I, I kind of moved away from it because I was making more money, obviously doing shows, doing TV shows. And um, I still love the theater. I love theater to this day, and if I could go back, in a heartbeat and do a musical. Oh my gosh, my dream is still to do something on Broadway one day. I hope that happens. But, yes. You know, yeah. But now I. You, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's that's all I was gonna say was that's where I thought I was heading. It's not where I went. You're right. Yeah, because um, you speaking of Broadway, because I know uh, one of the the, uh, the productions when you was in high school uh, was mm-hmm. South Pacific, and, and South Pacific happened to be one of the shows that they had on Broadway for a while. And uh, oh, yeah. it's just amazing how you know you you come from one type of uh, background into another, and you end up getting so many so much work. Uh, it's yeah. just amazing. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I totally. I, I didn't. I even, even in this profession, uh, my agent thought that I was going to be working more on commercials because when I first started um, with the agent that I have now, um, he, you know, his his name is Sid Levine, and he wanted me to do. Um, he started me out in commercials, and I was I was booking them, and so we kind of thought that was the route, and then all of a sudden these TV shows kept coming, kept coming, and then um, movies. And I was like, okay, this is the route. And I kind of moved away from commercials and really never did more than a couple of commercials. And suddenly I'm in this whole, you know, just TV shows and film. And that's good. It's great. You know, it's just kept me working. Now, when do you find out that you were funny? When you knew that you had the comedic <laughs> type of chops to do the work? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I ever like thought, oh, I'm, the, you know, I'm funny. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's ever been. But like, I, I come from a very funny family. Um, you know, my dad, my mom has a lot of humor in her, but my dad just cracks me up. Cracks. Me up. I have three older sisters. Cracks us all up. And I think it grew from there because my sisters and I would always one up each other to see who can make the other laugh. So we were always we're always trying to make each other laugh, and same with my dad. You know, if we can make each other laugh, we think that we're like kings. You know that we. So I don't know. I think it was just years of that, and then uh, the type of humor that I have with other people, and um, yeah, I just always loved comedy. So I didn't necessarily think I was amazing at it. I just thought if I can make my family laugh, then I'm happy. <laughs> it seems to translate to other people. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I was I was speaking earlier about some of your past works being on sh- hit shows like Desperate Housewives, uh, uh-huh. The Last Man Standing. I think that was with the yeah. actor Tim Allen. What was yes. it like working with a, a a comedian like Tim Allen? Um. It was, you know, it was a fun experience. I, I really liked that show, the ease of it. Uh, it, you know, it also helped that it, it shot super close to my house. It was so nice, like I could go and it, and I call those kind of shows unicorn shows. And I say this because 
the hours, um, it's, it's a, a, what do you call it, a three-camera show. Mm-hmm. So that means that it's filmed in front of a live audience. It's kind of like, it's kind of a little like theater, which is great. And um, they don't, you know, they only shoot one night a week, possibly um, the day before they do some shoots, and then they shoot in front of a live audience, and the rest of the week is rehearsals. So you're out of there by, like, I don't know, you can go in at 9 a.m. and come out at 2 p.m. It's like banquet wow. hours. So I call those unicorns because you want to sometimes you just really want to be on them <laughs> because of the hours. But it was, it, you know, everybody was really nice. And working with Tim Allen, I mean, of course, he's like a comedic, you know, giant. And um, I was I was obviously a little intimidated by him when I first met him because I was like, wow, you know, I've, I've seen him forever and, and home improvement and all the stand-up. And um, – and he, you know, he was he was welcoming. I I did a great job. You know that that show should have only been one episode, mm-hmm. and it turned into this thing where I was there for a couple of years as as that role. And it, and you know it was good. It was fun. Wow. And uh, also yeah. with the Desperate Housewife, which also had a great run. Um, I know. Oh, yeah. I- I know uh, it got a lot of, uh, it was like a cult following, it was a fan following, and yeah. every every episode it was something different and mysterious, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you had worked with some, some other great actresses as well. What was the the situation on that set? On Desperate Housewives? Yes. Oh, it was, it was great. I, um... You know, I my my stuff was mostly with Eva Longoria, and she was amazing, and she's so professional, and she's so like gets down to business, and um, I loved it. I I had a great experience on Desperate Housewives. I thought it was so much fun, and everybody was really welcoming and nice. Um, I loved the material. Uh, I got you know I got to play uh, the mother whose baby was switched at birth with Eva Longoria's <laughs> daughter. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was a really, like, meaty role. It was really just fun to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, you know what? We're really um, excited about this new season of The Mick. Now, I, I know <laughs> you, 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 you have, I, I know with the situation with uh, Mexico, with the earthquakes, uh, such yeah. a disaster. Do you, do you have any family still in Mexico at this time? Um, we have family in Merida, which I don't believe was affected in that area. I mean, it's, yeah, no, um, I do have family on my mother's side, um, but they're okay. They're okay. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. And, uh, Carla, is there any other projects that you might be working on? Is it, you have any future projects that you would like to be doing, or are you working on something else? <laughs> Um, right now, no. Right now, I'm just dealing with, the, you know, the mic and, and working there. I do, um, from time to time, tend to go back to um, Puss in Boots, which is the show that I voice for Netflix, mm-hmm. and that's the role of Senora Zapata. Um, I do go there, I, I, but only um, a little bit. But other than that, right now, no. I'm just, I'm just focusing on this and seeing whatever comes next, you know coming up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no big plans right now. 
Okay. Well, um, also I wanted to ask, will will you guys be doing, once the premiere starts for the MIG, which is next yeah. Tuesday, uh, September 26th, yes. will you guys be doing live tweeting with your fans? Because uh, I know a oh, lot of yeah. shows do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be live tweeting on Tuesday mm-hmm. for sure. And um, we're very excited. We're really, really excited to show everybody and yeah, we should we should be having um a fun a fun night. <laughs> it should be a great night. <laughs> now I know recently I think it was earlier this week, um um uh, uh Caitlin Olson did some kind of live uh thing for the MIG too, if I'm not mistaken. What, what that was related to the MIG. Uh was she oh. doing Facebook? Uh, well, I'm not last, sure she was doing night. something live. Yes, yes, that's Yeah. Last night we um, we live tweeted five episodes that were on Twitter because Twitter streamed five mm-hmm. um, episodes in a row and they were they were um, the top favorites. So we were live tweeting along with them and and it was a little challenging because we were working last night so we were trying to tweet and watch and do all of that at the same time. But yeah, that's what she did and it was really fun. That was wow. Fun. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. know what, Carla, we can't wait. I'm, I'm dying here because I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't wait for the new season. And uh, before I let you go, Carla, is there? Uh, yeah. How can people follow you on uh, Twitter, Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Can people follow sure. you on social media? Oh, okay. Well, on Twitter, I'm Carla Jimenez. So at Carla Jimenez on Twitter. Um, on Instagram, I am at this is Carla Jimenez, and I'm on Facebook. You can find my fan page on Facebook. Wow. Well, Carla, yeah. I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know you guys are still in production, <laughs> and it's been such thank a pleasure, you. such a pleasure to talk oh. with you. Well, thank you. It was fun. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Great, and uh, thank you, and uh, we look forward. Make sure you guys tune in next Tuesday, September 26th, for the for Season 2 of The Mick, which is on Fox. And, uh, again, follow Carla on uh, at Twitter, at Carla, at Carla Jimenez. Uh, like her Facebook page, at Carla Jimenez. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you did say on Instagram as well, On correct? Instagram, this is Carla. Yeah, this is Carla Jimenez. All right. Thank you, Carla, for, uh, again, Thank and uh, have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Miss Carla Jimenez. Make sure you check out the new season of The Mick, which comes on Fox Tuesday night at on September 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's their new time at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Right now we have here uh, 24 minutes after the hour. I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back. So don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Britney Spears. I've had the pleasure of singing all over this great nation, but today I'm lending my voice to the 15 million kids in America struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left without enough food for a meal. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks helps to get food to families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to learn how you can help. 
together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Right now, we have uh, 25 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, pop culture, and every now and then a few celebrity interviews. If you just tune in, you missed a real treat. If you are a fan of the hit Fox TV show, The Mick, I just finished talking with one of the show's stars, uh, Carla Jimenez, who plays Abba, the housekeeper on the show. Uh, you know, this is a very funny show. If you haven't caught up or you haven't seen it, if you go to uh, fox.com, you can uh, go back and look at the whole season on online. If you are not familiar with the show, and I encourage that you do, make sure you catch up, binge watch online, make sure you catch this show because the new season starts next Tuesday at their new time, which is at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's Tuesday, September 26th, season two of The Mick. Uh, also, tune in next Wednesday where my special guest is going to be the beautiful actress Candy McClure. Now, Candy, uh, she's on that new sci-fi series called Ghost Wars. Uh, it's supposed to be premiering on October the 5th. Now, uh, Candace is best known for her roles as, as Anastasia Dwala, uh, Dalla in the sci-fi show Battlestar Galactica. Uh, she was also in the movie Seventh Son, and she's currently in production to do uh, a new movie for Netflix called Hemlock Grove, or a new series. So, again, don't forget to tune in next Wednesday, September 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern, where my special guest will be actress Candice McClure. Okay, so now... Uh, what else we got to talk about? The latest in entertainment news this week. Uh, again, we have uh, Kevin Hart. He's in the news. Uh, if you don't know the backstory about Kevin Hart, you know I had the opportunity to meet Kevin Hart uh, in person. I was at one of his uh, book signing uh, here in New York back in June. He was promoting his new book, uh, I Can't Make This Up, and Right now, he's getting a little. He was he was on social media. He was on Instagram, apologizing, talking about what happened uh, with this extortion case. Uh, he, if you don't know the backstory, he was caught with another woman. It was filmed, and somebody knew about it. Now, the lady in question that's in the film or in that was filmed, she's not the one extorting him. It's somebody else. 
So he's in, he's got himself involved in this extortion, and he had to literally, uh, he felt the need to talk to his fans on social media about the backlash of this extortion and how he had to apologize to his wife and kids. Um, and as you know, uh, this is Kevin Hart's uh, second wife, who happens to be uh, pregnant with their uh, with his third child. So apparently, TMZ apparently unmasks the identity of this uh, alleged side piece. Uh, apparently, uh, her name is Mat- Mat- Montia Savage. Uh, she's 27. She lives in Long Beach, California. She met Kevin during a, a some wild weekend in Vegas back in August. Uh, sources said that Kevin had never met her before and has not had any encounters with her since. Now, Matia has denied having any involvement with recording the sex tape, but TMZ said authorities are not so sure. They were told that there were other people present during the weekend, and investigators are tracking them down with the intent of serving search warrants as quickly as possible. Uh, They said that the law enforcement is decoding the encrypted email that the uh, extortionist has sent to Kevin's people, and they're trying to figure out the person's identity or the sender's identity. Uh, According to the gossip site TMZ, Mattia hired a lawyer shortly after being contacted by Kevin's legal team, and her lawyer said she would take a lie detector test if Kevin paid her, get this, $420,000. $420,000. TMZ's uh, sources also say that in addition to demanding a multi-million dollar fee for Kevin for keeping the video under wraps, the extortionists tried to get at least one media outlet to pay $15 million for the, the footage. Now, uh, they said that uh, Kevin had a meeting by telephone Monday afternoon with two investigators on the case. It lasted about an hour and a half. He aggressively wants to help law enforcement identify and catch these people. Uh, This was his second meeting, actually, with the investigators. Uh, In related news, the woman photographed with Kevin in a car earlier this summer. She has come forward to say she is not the same woman from the sex tape. Now, according to TMZ, the woman in the car in Miami, her name is uh, Monique Momo Gonzalez. She's supposed to be a singer. And sources said that the interaction in the car following a Miami Beach nightclub appearance was nothing more than a friendly conversation. Now, Kevin's first wife and the mother of his two children, she's putting her two cents in the mix. Tori Hart spoke with Inside Edition about how her ex uh, uh, his her uh, ex, which is Kevin Hart, uh, was always lying, and he had infidelity issues, and that's what ended their marriage. Now, Tori, she's thirty nine. She recalls when she split from Kevin uh, during the interview with Inside Edition that aired this past Monday. She said um, it's been well documented uh, that he had publicly admitted to being unfaithful to her, to Tori, who was his college sweetheart. Uh, since their 2011 divorce, Tori had tried to maintain an amical relationship with Kevin for the sake of their children, uh, Heaven, who, uh, who is 12, and Hendrix, who is 9. Again, Kevin and his current wife, Nico Parrish, they're expecting their third child, supposed to be a baby boy, later this year. So, uh, again, um, you know, I had said this in my earliest shows. When it comes to celebrities, 
especially men, where they caught with these women out here that have one agenda. Now, I'm not saying that the young lady that he got caught with, okay, according to the source, she had nothing to do with it, but this is a lesson that you got to be careful because there's always some woman out here, some, uh, I guess you can say, groupie that's out to get you. And in this age where there's camera phones, there's cameras everywhere, you are bound to get caught. And Tori, his ex-wife, she's like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure she's saying, well, you know, this is what happens when, you know, I mean, I guess she she made a, a, a amicable relationship with Aniko, but again, they said that the reason why how Aniko got with Kevin is because she was cheating, alleged cheating with uh, Kevin while he was married to Tori. And you know the old saying, you know the old cliché, you how you how you get them is how you lose them, you know how that old saying goes. So uh, yeah, it's it's. But uh, Kevin Hart, um, if you follow him on social media, he's going about his business as as usual. He's not letting this phase him. Uh, matter of fact, I found out today that he's putting up putting out a game app. Oh, uh, it's, it's images of him and you know and animated with him and Nico and his two kids. So he's going about his life as normal, but he wanted to put it out there. People saying they felt he shouldn't have did that, but I guess he felt that this person would eventually uh, start asking for money and money, and it would never start, just like Case in Port with uh, Charlie Sheen when the news came out that he had AIDS, uh, HIV rather, he was given his extortionist money, and after a while, he couldn't afford it. He was getting expensive, so he said, you know, forget this. Let me just come out and say what happened to put an end to this. So I guess Kevin felt, you know what, let me come out here and stop this and nip this in the bud before it gets any uh, go get out of hand. So anyway, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, Jada Pickett-Smith. Uh, she's in the news. Apparently... Leah Remini is putting out that uh, Jada Pickett-Smith is a Scientologist. Jada says she's not a Scientologist. As a matter of fact, on Monday she denied claims made last week by the King of Queens actress that alleged she was a member of the controversial Church of Scientology. Jada went on to say that she studied Dianetics, and she appreciates the merits of study tech, but she says she is not no Scientologist. Smith also responds, uh, comes days after Remini, a former member of the church who cut ties in 2013, uh, told the Daily Beast that she spied the actress at the Celebrity Center in Los Angeles many times. And this is what she said. She said, quote, I know Jada Zen. And she says she's been in Scientology a long time. I never saw Will there, but I saw Jada at the Celebrity Center. They opened up a Scientology school and have since closed it. But Jada, I have seen her at the Scientology Celebrity Center all the time. 
Now, the school in question was the New Village Leadership Academy in Calabasas, California, which has since closed but was largely funded by the Smith family. Now, though the Smiths insisted their school was secular, most of the higher staff was Scientologists, and the school promoted study technology as one of its teaching methods, a practice created by Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard. Since exiting the church in 2013, Remini has launched an anti-Scientology crusade facing the wrath of the church along the way. She currently stars in the Emmy-winning A&E Exposé docuseries called Scientology and the Aftermath. In 2015, she penned a memoir titled Troublemaker, which also includes a shout-out to Jada Pinkett Smith. In the book, Remini calls a strange incident involving Smith, her husband, and noted Scientologist Tom Cruise, who asked the group, to play hide and seek. And she said at first she thought they were joking, but he, Tom, literally wanted to play hide and seek with a bunch of grown-ups at what was probably close to a 7,000-square-foot house on almost three full acres of secluded land. Wow. Also in the news, looks like Black China has seriously gone behind the mic. That's right. She's thinking about doing getting a rap career. Mm-hmm. After reaching a settlement in her bitter custody battle against Rob Kardashian, the former stripper is now focusing more on her hip-hop career. She even said to be having serious conversation with multiple record labels to release her music. Now, rumor has it that China's upcoming effort will be produced by Molly Maul and feature a number of A-list artists such as Tori Lennis, Jeremiah's, Sway Lee, Ray Schremer, and Yo Gotti. Now, additionally, she is believed to be relying, get this, on Nicki Minaj and Drake as her mentors. China is no stranger to the music industry. However, she is mostly involved in other artists' music videos. She was previously tapped by Kanye West to play Nicki Minaj's stunt double in the rapper's video for Monster. She also starred in Tiger's Rack City, Future Rich Sex, and Nicki Minaj Come on a Comb video. Most recently, she appeared in Yo Gotti's music video for uh, Rake It Up. And Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger are both on board for a sixth Terminator movie. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter. James Cameron, who directed the first two films of the franchise, will produce the movie, while Tim Miller from Deadpool will direct. Cameron also said that they're looking for an 18-something woman to be the new centerpiece of the new story. Hamilton started the original 1984 movie and the 1991 sequel as Sarah Connor, the Terminator target and future mother of John Connor, the leader of the resistance. Schwarzenegger, meanwhile, appeared in the first three movies of the franchise. The sixth film will be a sequel to Judgment Day, and this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. But Cameron and Miller have established a writer room to work on the movie as part of a trilogy. And they say, fake it till you make it. Fergie and Josh Dormel are breathing a little easier after going public about their split. Now, this is according to a recent interview with People. Although the pop star told the publication there's no perfect time, both she and her estranged husband agreed they felt weird filled in questions about life as a couple while secretly going their separate ways. Now, Fergie, who's 42, said it was getting a little weird for them with all the romantic questions, but she did say they're great friends, they love each other, and they got to a point where it was getting a little weird for them. Now, Fergie told people that she and Josh took the time to get adjusted to their new life before making the official announcement. 
she revealed that Sun's actual school played a major role in making that move. The couple announced their separation on September 14, releasing a statement to People in which they stated they, that they intend to move forward with love and respect. Fergie and Josh had been married for eight years. And it's been a rough 11 months for Millie Bush. The former Today Show host has split from his wife for almost 20 years. His wife's name is Sydney Davis. Grossman, who is uh, is based in Los Angeles, categorized the break as a very temporary and said it had nothing to do with their infidelity. He, uh, They did not disclose what prompt Bush and Davis split, but they don't believe they had anything to do with that 2005 video that surfaced last October. The footage in question is the footage that caught President Trump making his notorious grab him by the P remark on a hot mic during a conversation with Bush while they were together for a special Access Hollywood. Now, a rep for Bush confirmed that the, affirmed the separation to People magazine. Now, Bush was suspended by the Today Show for his role in the incident during which he was caught on a hot mic laughing along with Trump and Ogling, uh Days of Our Lives star Ariana Zucker. He was ultimately let go by the NBC Morning Program. Davis and Bush has three children together. And another couple has bite the dust. I'm talking about actress Rachel Bilson and actor Hayden Christensen. They have split after almost 10 years together, and uh, they just they just added onto the list of these recent celebrity breakups. Uh, the Heart of Dix, Dix, uh, sorry, the Heart of Dixie actress and her Star Wars actor Bo, they're both 36, were first engaged in December 2008 after meeting on the set of the movie Jumper in 2007. And though they called off the engagement two years later, they rejoined forces and welcomed their baby daughter, Briar Rose, in October 2014. Now, sources told us that the couple is now completely officially done and that Bilson, she has returned to Los Angeles while Christensen is in Toronto. The pair was notoriously private throughout their relationship, but Bilson offered a rare glimpse into their life together in a 2013 interview with Cosmopolitan. And this is what she said. She said that she's a really good girlfriend. She said she always put all that first in her life. She says, quote, I'm definitely the person who would make him his favorite dinner to come home to. I love to cook, so we make dinner at home a lot and watch movies, unquote. Christensen, meanwhile, he always used to gush over his uh, baby daughter. Uh, he told E! News, quote, that he um, said, I have this little angel in my life now, and Rachel and I are so thrilled. We don't sleep as much as we used to, but it's all so worth it. Reps for both Bilson and Christensen did not immediately respond for comments. Uh, so, again, they're the recent, they're the most recent couple to call it quits. Uh, Mariah Carey, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, VH1 just premiere, uh, the Hip Hop Honor Awards, and uh, Mariah Carey was a part of it. They gave her recognition, and she had closed the show. She had her dancer, she had her boyfriend, and she was just being helped by the dancers. I don't know, uh, Mariah, 
I see. I couldn't see Mar- uh, Mariah lie because all she does is she acts like I don't know. She moves like an old woman. I don't know if she's in pain. Is it the shoes? Uh, is her feet hurt? I don't know. But she's. You always notice that she's always being helped up onto the stage or helped m- to move across the stage. I don't know what's going on with her. And then she just stand there. So you know she's not really a dancer. I guess that's why she hires dancers. But um, apparently, she's uh, Mariah Carey is in some hot water with a professional choir, uh, and they're feeling the emotion of rage. Uh, apparently, Broadway Inspirational Voices is suing the pop diva for $67,000. They allege she reneged on a deal to have the group join her for a Christmas concert series right here in New York at the Beacon Theater. Now, the choir company said it received little explanation for Carrie's abrupt decision on November 28 not to use the group just one week before the first of nine shows. The nonprofit group earning from the gig would have benefit underprivileged children. That's what is claimed in the suit. The choir backed up Carrie's Christmas concert series in 2014 and received rave reviews. A concert review said that Carrie was at her best during Silent Night and Joy to the World, tunes that featured the choir were cited in the lawsuit. Now, Broadway Inspirational Voices has also performed with the Yeah, 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 Sting, Elton John, and Vanessa Williams. In addition to reimbursement for the performance deal, the choir seek additional damages to be determined at trial for breach of contract. Wow. And uh, a fundamental group has come out against the uh, Roseanne 2018 reboot, Reboot, and not because of the blue-collar sitcom that ended a nine-season run in 1997 where they're bringing Dan Conner back from the dead. One million moms lost a Roseanne boycott after Fox News reported that one of Roseanne's grandchildren, nine-year-old Mark, will be gender-creative and display qualities of both male and female. One million moms asserted that the show promote transgender agenda It's called Gender Fluidity, a Mental Disorder on its site. One Million Moms made a statement, and this is what they said. Unfortunately, the age of Roseanne's grandchildren may attract young viewers, so the victim of this outrageous program are the young cast members, not to mention any child who viewed the show. Uh, they also added that the sexualization and moral corruption of these children is child exploitation at its worst. No child should be introduced to the experience of mental disorder, unquote. Now, Out Magazine responded to the group claim about the character of Mark, and this is what they said. They said, what this character actually represents is a historic step forward for diversity. Mark will be the younger, youngest gender-fluid character on television, and for a generation of kids who struggle with their gender identity, he'll be a beacon of hope, unquote. Since launching on September 14th, the group's petition noting called I Will Not Watch Roseanne has obtained just 7,000 signatures. And Lady Gaga has postponed her world tour European leg until next year because of an ongoing health problem. The six-week part of the Joanne World Tour was set to kick off in Barcelona on September 21st and end on October 28th in Germany. Lady Gaga was also due to perform in Switzerland, Italy, Belgium, the Netherlands, France, Britain, Denmark, and Sweden. The promoter said that the 31-year-old singer-songwriter plans to spend the next six, seven weeks, actually, proactively 
working with her doctors to heal from this and past traumas that still affect her daily life and result in severe physical pain in her body. Lady Gaga, who hits include Bad Romance and Poker Face, also pulled out a performance last week in Brazil after being hospitalized with severe physical pain. Earlier this month, Lady Gaga postponed a Montreal concert. Now, Lady Gaga said Monday on Instagram that she's been honest about her physical and mental health struggles and has been searching for years to get to the bottom of them. No new dates for the 18-gig European leg has been confirmed, but Live Nation said that the second leg of the North American part of the tour is scheduled to resume in November as planned. And one-time pop punk princess Ava Levine has beaten superstar Beyonce at something, but she may not be totally happy with her victory. Ava Levine, get this, has been named the most dangerous celebrity on the Internet. That's right. Cybersecurity firm McAfee said Tuesday that Levine, whose last album came out on in uh, 2013, was the most likely celebrity to land users on websites that carry viruses or malware. Searches for Levine have a 14.5% chance of landing on a web page with the potential for online threats, a number that increased to 22% if users type her name and search for free MP3s. Now, Bruno Mars was second in his debut on the list, following closely behind Carly Rae Jepsen, Zayn Malik, Celine Dion, Calvin Harris, Justin Bieber, Sean Diddy Combs, Katy Perry, and Beyonce, but Beyonce rounded out the top ten list. Uh, in a dubious step for Levine, who was ranked number two in 2013, Levine, whose hit includes uh, Skier Boy, Complicated, and I'm With You, has been out of the spotlight for several years as she battles Lyme disease. Avril Levine, whose last album came out in 2013, was the most likely celebrity to land users on a website, again, to carry this virus. And, um, you know, she's also... Avril Levine is also the first female musician to take the number one spot and replace Amy Schumer as the most dangerous celebrity on the Internet in 2016. Uh, in 2015, it was Dust DJ Van Buren. I'm not familiar who that is. Uh, the survey is meant to highlight the dangers of clicking on suspicious links. McAfee urges that Internet users uh, be uh, try to consider the risks associated with searching for downloadable content, and the company uses its own site ratings to compile the celebrity list and use searches on Google, Bing, and Yahoo. And uh, haters, they're going to hate. That's just the way it is. Taylor Swift is being sued for allegedly stealing lyrics for a hit 2014 song, Shake It All, from two songwriters who penned the track, Players Gonna Play, in 2001. Now, this is according to TMZ. Sean Hall and Nathan Butler wrote the song for girl group 3LW, and it landed at number 81 on the Billboard Hot 100. The tune particularly features the line, Players They Gonna Play and Haters They Gonna Hate sound familiar, right? The rest of the song doesn't resemble Shake It Off as much. Now, Hall and Butler are claiming that 20% of Shake It Off should be credit to them. In 2015, a judge dismissed a $42 million lawsuit after a fellow singer accused Swift of stealing the same hater-going-to-hate lyric, pointing out that the Copyright Act does not protect short phrases and that the phrases were not original. 
A spokesperson for Taylor had said that Hall and Butler do not have a case. It is unclear that the amount of money they are requesting, but TMZ claim it's a ton. Hall has worked with Justin Bieber, Lionel Richie, and Maroon 5, and while Butler, he has worked with artists such as the Backstreet Boys, Christina Melian, Aaron Carter, and a whole lot more. Wow. So this is some serious business. And uh, in the new series, Star Trek Discovery, the first season will take an all-too-familiar look at many of the issues plaguing America today by telling the story of a war between the United Federation of Planets and the Klingon Empire. Now, while the franchise has tackled issues of conflict in the past, certain storylines in Discovery, created by Brian Fuller and Alex uh, Kurtzman, are eerily similar to what's going on in the world today. Now, showrunners are currently filming the 13th episode of the CBS All Access Drama, and showrunner Gresham J. Burr, he points out that President Trump's relationship with North Korea, Korea will be reflected. The first season of Star Trek Discovery will air on CBS on September 24. Um and, and what about you? Uh, you guys are, if you're familiar with the TV series Big Brothers, if you're a longtime fan, you're in for a treat because CBS just announced a first ever celebrity edition of the longtime reality show. The network hasn't named any of the stars taking place on what CBS called a concentrated run of a special edition of the show this winter. No premiere date was announced. Big Brother host Julie Chen will also helm the celebrity version, which will air in addition to Big Brother's traditional summer run in 2018. A star-studded edition of Big Brother is new to the U.S., but has long air as part of the British version of the show. Contestants on Big Brother live together under constant surveillance in a custom-built house and are eliminated through an eviction vote. The show premiered in CBS, started premiering on CBS in 2000. Wow. Right now we have six minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, you are tuned in to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, celebrity gossip, and a few celebrity interviews. If you missed the show earlier, the first 20 minutes of the show, my special guest was actress Carla Jimenez. You know her from such shows as Desperate Housewives, The Last Hope, she also did the voiceover for Senora Zapata's in the animated uh, movie The Puss in Boots. Now she can be seen on the hit Fox show The Mick, which airs on next Tuesday night, September 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you missed the show, if you missed the interview, you can definitely go to the archives here on Block Talk Radio. I know it's sometimes it's hard to listen to the show live in its entirety, so make sure you... Uh, Follow the if you are a registered listener here on Blog Talk Radio. Make sure you get to click on the follow up button on the top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I go on the show live. Also follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. Like us on Facebook. We have a fan page. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment dot Radio and you can also follow me. I go by T Jones Gibbs on Instagram. 
Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me at Stiletto14, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And also you can catch the show on iTunes, and you can also catch it on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website that has over 80,000-plus radio shows and podcasts. Just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search box, and you can get to listen to uh, past shows, archive shows as well. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next week when my special guest will be actress Candice McClure. Uh, she's going to be in that new sci-fi series, Ghost War, which is going to be premiere on October 5th. Uh, she's best known for her role as Anastasia Dwala in the sci-fi show Battlestar Galactica and in movies like Seven Sun and the Netflix movie or series Hemlock Grove. So that's next Wednesday, September 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on BTR. So don't you forget it. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.